This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're continuing our series on the message points of the Father's house. And we're talking about one of Jesus' most foundational and controversial teachings, forgiveness. Is forgiveness a requirement to follow Jesus? What happens if we hold on to unforgiveness? And how do we actually bring ourselves to forgive others? All that and more coming up on The Uncommon Truth. And here's a little preview. But Jesus is really clear that he says, Give and you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together, running over in good measure. The measure you use will be the measure for you. And in my 46 years of Christianity, I've heard that most often used as an offering verse. Yeah. And it, it really works. And I mean, it's really a it's really a fun offering verse. Give and you'll receive. It's like a vending machine. But he's not talking about that. And it is like a vending machine. What you put in, you will get out. That's right. If you put unforgiveness and refusal to forgive, then God, this is what he says at the end of these verses. This is how my father will deal with you. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Oroville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. This is Max, and I'm here with Steve and Vicki Orsillo. Hello, hello. Pastors of the Father's House hey, Church hey. here in Orville, California. And uh, yeah, you guys are... I, I didn't know if you guys were going to get be very tired or super re-energized we're from a generation that uh, that actually doesn't do that what do you think we are you guys are energetic (laughs) i had to get him to stop singing before we started the show (laughs) driving from reno we're too tired to do anything else so yeah that's your guys generation yes don't alienate half of the oh i'm sorry all you out there a month ago all you millennials four hour drive by myself With, with being sick Yes, being sick, and I reread the email that I sent to the entire team. That was cool. Because it had no, no, yeah. That I had to be the father's that. house's influence on you. Did, did you hear him, though? <laughs> he, it was, it, nobody could understand what he was saying because I know. he was so sick. I was asking for help to, uh, to see up. if somebody could pick up the rest of my family that I was supposed to meet at the airport, yeah. but I was not making very good I got time. it, and but I was sick, too, though. People were emailing me back, and uh, they'd be like, so what do you need help with? What's, do you need prayer? I'm not sure. Or? I'm not sure. I don't know. Please. More NyQuil, DayQuil. Praise whatever. the Lord. Anyway, well, welcome back. How was Thank your trip? Thank you. We had a good time. We just got a, had a little runaway um, to Reno. That's for you. You don't know. It's about two and a half hours, three hours from Oroville. Yeah, Oroville is real low, centrally it's more located. Like two and a quarter, but yeah, we actually made it in two and a quarter this year. This uh, um, Oroville is very centrally located. Three hours to the ocean, mm-hmm. two hours to Tahoe, um, three hours to San Francisco. Anyway, it was a great time. <laughs> we had a great time. Yes, we went we shopping a lot. That's cool. Yeah, because uh, Nevada is a little bit less buttoned down right. on COVID stuff than a little less, is. but still weird. Just as yeah. weird as can be. <laughs> the casino on Sunday night. We look out into it, and it is like because we stayed just cheap, utterly cheap place. packed yeah. with kids. I mean, kids all over the place. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. It was, I, I think, because of the holiday. There's supposed to be 25. It was just packed. The whole really? all the all the side spaces. It was yeah. jammed. And the restaurants were empty, and and um, it was strange. But 
you, you, all the, all the uh, spacing everywhere, you know, and, and yeah. everything. But out on the casino floor, it doesn't it, matter. COVID doesn't just matter. doesn't know. COVID doesn't, doesn't recognize human beings on a on a on a uh, on a casino floor, I guess. Okay. And did you guys get get up to anything? Have any fun? We, you know, we did. We drove to um, Squaw Valley. Oh, cool! They and got snow. It's it snow, and, and we went up there, and it was so icy. And we took a day trip, and it was just fun. We we just have when we go to Reno because we don't want to. We stay in in a, a casino hotel because it's so cheap, and we're we like cheap hotels. Yeah. So we like to take day trips, and and um, we took quite a few day trips to stores. <laughs> One to Costco. We went to Lake Tahoe. Guys, Costco. When, I've seen you guys go to stores together. Yeah. Uh, Steve goes into the, Vicky comes into the restored boutique that is operated by the sure. volunteers at the Father's House. You and I was one of them. Yeah. Last time I was working and Vicky came in um, and Steve said, hey, you said just a few things. Oh my gosh. Just a couple minutes. Couple minutes. Steve sits down at the first chair inside the door. Yeah. And, uh, and Vicky goes off and Steve's looking to me for help. Like, can you get her out of here? But yeah, I was like, dealing with customers. And and as like, great, as great as restored is, though. Yeah. That our is store. Not, it's not the same as Cabela's. Oh, Cabela's. He's like that. Costco I'm like that. Let's or, go. Yeah. I sat at the, I sat on a, on a camping sto- uh, chair waiting for him. And he was like. In, <laughs> you were climbing into a mummy <laughs> that bag isn't, for that. I was. I'm like, let's go. He had a cart full of clothes Cab- when I found no, her. No, Cabela's is like that for him. Cabela's and Home Depot. I want to kind of sometimes pluck my eyes out when I've I'm been there. in Home Depot with Steve he sent me back for skylights about five different times go <laughs> that, get more that was go unfortunate get go get more <laughs> that was because the guy checked those out. skylights <laughs> and they kept saying you can't do this you can't do that oh my goodness yeah that's a different Steve that's anyway a that brings, shopper us, Steve. brings us to our our forgiveness talk oh, that's today. Amazing. oh so, I forgive Steve oh thank you um, you'll have thank to forgive you. me because I, I keep it. I keep forgetting if we're on season two oh, season three we're actually on season two there you go yes we noticed that in the last episode I've said the wrong thing the last couple, and this will be interesting because you guys just listened to last week's episode Correct. on the way home from Reno, Correct. Just and now. now you just pull in, and now we're, we're going to talk. So all my mistakes from last week are, are going to be right. They're right. fresh, man. We could nail you right now. Cool. Yeah. So I did say season three, but it's actually season two, Correct. and it doesn't yeah. really matter, but we're starting we're starting that one, two, three count again so Amazing. that uh, it's a good spot for people to start. Right. If you want to know what uh, you guys are all about and what the Uncommon Truth is all about, uh, season two, episode one is a good place to start. And now we're in episode three. We're just going through the the message points that you guys identified uh, when you started saying, what, what is the Father's House Church that we founded here in Oroville going to be about? And uh, I'm trying to, to pick which one, which order, try not to cover too much of the same ground. Uh, or similar ground each week. So today we're talking about the importance of forgiveness. Yeah, that's mm. a good one. And you, you guys just got done listening to last week's, which was, was listen good. to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And I thought it flowed okay together because that's that was one great. of the things that Jesus says Absolutely. is is you have to forgive. So, I thought it was a really good episode. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but, of course, I like to hear myself talk. So <laughs> We were talking about, just before we get and into it. you talked really well. We Vicky can't figure out. Some weeks she's too loud. Some weeks yes. she's too too. Oh sassy. no! Last week it was she was too loud, too quiet, too loud, too quiet. In the same episode, <laughs> I and she you. wanted to blame the microphone. And uh, well, Yos. I mean, I can I can Yos. change things. I can edit it, but you're at the exact same level all the way through. Yep, so the microphone no modulate move. my voice Only correctly. Go ahead. I'm anyway, sorry. we digress. Let's talk so, about Jesus. One of the things that Jesus taught was the importance of forgiveness. Yes, and. Uh, I wanted to know what what are some of the things he said about it. 
I think the most important thing he said is uh, there, you know, in early in Matthew, I believe, I believe it's chapter seven, but it's in the Sermon on the Mount. And um, he says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Forgive not and you won't be forgiven. The measure you use will be the measure used for you. So how much you forgive is how much you'll be forgiven. And it was, uh, it's, it's very direct. There's no real way to explain around it. I have people come to me when I teach the importance of forgiveness, and they are mad at me. You don't know what they did to me. And, you know, I could listen, and sometimes I do, but in the things people do to other people, is horrendous the course changing things where a person's life 40 50 years of misery mm. because of what somebody did to them mm-hmm. and uh completely derailing and changing and robbing their life and they stand before me saying i have to forgive them mm-hmm. and so it's i think that one of the best things and i know vicky will go into this the definition of forgive is really important before oh, yeah. we understand while we understand this verse but Jesus is really clear that he says mm-hmm. give and you shall receive pressed down shaken together running over in good measure mm-hmm. the measure you use will be the measure for you and in my 46 years of Christianity I've heard that most often used as an offering verse yeah and it it really works and I mean it's really a it's really a fun offering verse give and you'll receive it's like a vending machine but He's not talking about that. And it is like a vending machine. What you put in, you will get out. That's right. If you put unforgiveness and refusal to forgive, then God, this is what he says at the end of these verses. This is how my father will deal with you. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 18, he tells the story of a wicked manager trying to really lay this rule down. He tells that this guy was forgiven a great debt, yeah. but he left his master's uh, audience, his presence, to go out, and he found a guy that owed him. And he refused to forgive him his debt. The master heard of it, called him back in, and said, You wicked servant, should you not? I forgave you a ton. Shouldn't you have forgiven that guy? Because you did not forgive him, you're now going to go to prison for what you owed me. Now, this is an interesting story because it's a debt that's already been forgiven, put back on them right. because they wouldn't forgive. Wow. And he says this at the end of that story. He tells the guy, you will not get out of jail till you pay every cent you owe. Hmm. And this is how your heavenly father, then he went to his disciples and said, this is how your heavenly father will deal with you if you do not forgive. Yeah. And so it's not a subject that is, sounds good. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. There really is no hope for salvation for me. There really is no hope for my forgiveness. I mean, there's no hope for my salvation if I don't forgive, and there's no hope for my forgiveness if I don't forgive. And it's like it's not really an option. It's a very direct thing. And and so we want to get to what that looks like. I just want to lay out the groundwork of definition. This is what he says. Mm -hmm. There is no way around it. Mm -hmm. I don't hear it spoken on very often. There's so much benefit in freedom. The measure you use will be used for you. You determine the level of blessing in your life by how much you bless. Give and you shall receive. Mm. So you determine whether your life will be in abundance or whether your life will be scratching it out. 
because you apply this to forgiveness and mercy and grace, then you will live a life of forgiveness and mercy and grace, receiving being, those things, yeah, being right? Forgiven, yeah. yeah, and receiving mercy and seeing grace. You'll still have horrible days, but you're going to be the person that horrible days don't wreck for 50 years. Yeah. You're the person that trusts in the Lord's sovereignty, in his lordship, in his eyes looking upon you. You're going to trust in his, in his father, uh, his fathering, you know that he's doing good things for you, even though when I was a kid, man, my dad says, this hurts me worse than it hurts you. I said, then don't do it. You're talking about well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, but my dad did it because it's what's good for me. And mm-hmm. so the father, the Lord is a father and he's going to do for, to me or with me what is good for me. And sometimes those things are, let's not do it. But I would, be, but I would abort the benefits. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to forgive that guy. Do you know what he did to me? Well, do I want to abort the benefits of forgiving that man? Which is first and foremost that I am forgiving for who I hurt, mm. for wrongs I did. It's like a cost benefit. <laughs> yeah, of, and it's it's yeah. very it's a very clear Christian principle. And in fact, if you boil it down, if I can't be forgiven, I am unsavable. Mm. I'm unredeemable. And so I must, having been forgiven, because on March 10th, 1975, I prayed a prayer and I felt the release. I felt a weight come off of me. Well, if I did not then, in some form, start learning how to forgive those people, which some of it took me a long time, or even to understand this principle took a long time, but eventually I did. And I won't be thrown in prison. Hmm. If I am shown any ought I have against anyone... I quickly want to forgive. Mm. And now I'll just, you know, it's really important that we understand what what does that mean? I forgave them. Yeah. So you have a good definition, Vicki? I do. Um, so at the Father's House, um, honestly, I think for the first 15, 20 years of our marriage, 15 years, 10, 15 years, we didn't really practice this as a way of life. Um, we didn't really understand what forgiveness meant. Right, we didn't know. We didn't know. You know, so it's like, well, you know, we forgive you. It was just a words, but however, when I saw you at the store, I went the other way, or the the hair on the back of my neck would rise up when I saw you, your name came up. Mm -hmm. So you still controlled me, you know, whatever you did to me. So about 17 years ago, we heard the, um, out of uh, Carol Arnott, actually was the one who um, kind of taught us the importance of forgiveness and what that really means. So we've implemented it for more than 17 years at the Father's House, and I think it's a success we have in our recovery program is because when you hear their stories, people who are addicted, they were very, very much broken as a child mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, people who were supposed to love them did not. So how, So they become broken. They anesthetize. So as the Holy Spirit started unveiling this to us, um, we started our prayer ministry department and uh, led by the Holy Spirit. Right. So we're in a room together with people, include, you know, I've done it, Steve's done it, you've done it. Um, and you just start, re- so you start checking the boxes of people that you hate or that you have unforgiveness towards. In my opinion, in my 42 years, a lot of Christians would even deny that they hated anybody. Yeah. Now, I'd say I have hated people for what they've done to me. I think Steve probably would say that he oh, hated yeah. people for what they've done to him. So what do you do with that? Well, unless you forgive, you can't be forgiven. So at the Father's house, 
what we do is the Holy Spirit will say, Holy Spirit, take take um, Vicky back to that time when so, when somebody did this to the, to her. Where they were hurt. Where mm-hmm. I was hurt, you know, where I, where I started hating, and I I would then verbalize how awful this person was to me out loud, and I would even say at times, I hate your guts. So so you can get yourself back into Correct. that. Correct. Knowing what you were feeling. The Holy Spirit would take me yep. back to that moment where I where he actually lets me relive the situation. Mm-hmm. And I actually know exactly what was going on. A lot of people in trauma can remember the aftershave or remember the clock or remember there's a fan going. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I hate, you know, I hate aqua velva. Well, then you realize yeah. because it's part of your um, trauma. So for me, and then it's like, so I am actually being honest because the Lord knows that you're so broken. The Holy Spirit takes you there because he, he's a father. He, he knows. So you go through, you become really, really, really honest in front of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in a room, and you just get it all. All the poison comes out. I hate your guts. I wish you this. I wish you that. I wish, you know, the things that we actually think, but we will, as Christians, sometimes won't identify because then we wouldn't be Christians. This was us before this revelation. And then it's like, but once I get all that angst and hatred out, anger, bitterness, rage, I say, I say to that person, but unless I forgive you, I cannot be forgiven. That's mm-hmm. what Jesus says all the way through the New Testament. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a gift you don't deserve, but I'm not going to hold this on account. I'm not going to hold this against you on my account. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's the, I've, I've had the privilege of being in these rooms with people, praying this prayer now for 17 years, and absolutely the same thing happens to them every time. It's a, it's a tangible thing that happens to them. And then the second part of that is now you need to forgive me, Jesus, because I've hated. Mm-hmm. I've been unforgiving. I've been resentful. I've been bitter. I've been hostile. I wanted this man to pay, this woman to pay, because no matter what happens to you, even if you're a victim, you still believe lies about yourself that mm-hmm. Jesus are contrary to what Jesus says. So it's a twofold. It's, it's I forgive you, and I'm going to deal with the, the pain and the anguish. And then, our Lord, forgive me hmm. um, because it's so important. So that's what we've learned in the 17 years is that the reason we have such, I think, the reason we have such um, success in life recovery and ministry is that these young young people, older people, these recovering addicts actually are able, to, the Holy Spirit's able to show them when they were broken and they sure. can forgive their mother, father, or whatever. So I think instead so. of attacking and our, the symptoms. And our school of t- transformation as well. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. Instead of attacking the symptoms, or the just pulling weeds right yeah. there. They're getting down to the root of, of why yeah. they are compelled to act Correct. this way, use this substance. To anesthetize. And it's like, so So what I missed for most of my, you know, a lot of my Christi- my, my beginning Christianity is the Holy Spirit's called a counselor. Mm. Well, what does a counselor do? He counsels you. So the revelation that we've had, the Holy Spirit gave to us and Jesus downloaded to us, is that you got to get the poison out. You know, like a snake bite, you got to get the poison out before you heal, or you know, you got to clean out the wound. You know, whatever analogy you want to use. So the Holy Spirit knows where you were broken, and it. And we just want to say we're fine, and we're not. No, we're not. We're not fine. If you respond at all, there's pro- if you have a level ten response to something that should be a level one or two, mm-hmm. there's usually an issue that needs forgiveness. That's a good way because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I have friends who are like, man, when so-and-so does this, yes. it just gets my, my guard up. Like, I just want to fight back. And and it, that this little thing is not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. you know? And, right. And, uh, and then if you actually, if you just 
swipe that under the rug over and over and over again, then you start that reaction goes up more and more and yeah. more until it like almost defines your life in some ways or, or really runs you off the rails. What I found out, um, I think you know the number they talk about the number one phobia is um, is public speaking. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, the Holy Spirit takes you back. Most most people who have that phobia is because they were ridiculed when they spoke as a child. They were embarrassed. Their fly was down. They stuttered. They spelled, you know, banana wrong. Or, they could just be speaking in a family dinner. And, yeah. they, and, they're, and they're ridiculed. Called, and they're called stupid, stupid. for what they said. And, it's that. like, and that's, that's what's been so revel- revelatory for us yeah. is recognizing, the Holy Spirit recognizing some of the issues you said. Um, but if you're, if, if you're out there and you're having a level 10 response to something that you should just be annoyed, it usually goes down to when you're a kid, an issue, there's a root. There's yeah. always a root, uh, usually, and it has to go through unfor- it's through forgiveness for your unforgiveness. And we have found that extreme alcoholics and mo- and almost 100% of opioid users, uh, that's heroin, mm-hmm. um, oxy, those yep. kinds of things, opioids, it's almost 100% pain, pain. deep pain. they got to get deep, and that's why Vicky has got to take them all the way. The Holy Spirit's got to take them all the way back. they got to get to the pain and not cut off the, you know, like you said, cut the weed off at the ground instead of digging up the root. Yeah. The root has to be got. The pain has to be reached. And um, we have found just tremendous um, success in drug addiction, alcoholism, tell, tell and, the and the kids that come here, the people, they're not even kids, that come here for our School of Transformation, and they, they are they are truly starting to be transformed. Some of them having lived a Christian, some form of Christianity their whole life, Mm -hmm. but they start to get transformed here because they allowed the Holy Spirit to take them back to the things, you know, the father that's non verbal or just non, not present with them, you know, never played catch with them or whatever it was. Their expectation of dad was that he didn't do takes them back to the pain of it. And they just, they start changing tremendously. I believe that one thing that's really important to add to Vicky's definition of forgiveness that's so important is that you don't owe me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cancel your debt. You I don't want God to punish you. Yeah. It's so important that after going through all of this, we're still waiting for the consequences of their actions. Like, mm-hmm. well, they're degenerate, so they're gonna, they'll get theirs. Yeah, I forgive you, but uh, you're going to yeah, get no, yours. It's going to come back. But look, look how miserable you are. And you're going, you know, you're going to be, um, you're going to get yours. As you're holding on to you, that. You're just kind of hoping that there's a debt to pay. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's that's probably the, in the definition of forgiveness, you want to make sure that removing the debt, you owe me nothing. Even though you meant these things for evil, God has saved me and I am doing great. Mm-hmm. And I need no payment from you, and I need, and I'm asking you, God, to set them free on the day of their judgment. They don't, they aren't judged. They might be judged for anything else. That's not up to me to forgive, but they'll. I don't want them ever judged for what they did to My me. Account. And I think that that's a really important thing not to leave out of the definition. So, it's part of that Matthew 18 story. You know, I forgave your debt. What about their debt? Mm-hmm. And. Can can sin be brought back on us? Well, that story says it can. Can debt be put back on us? That one kind of freaked me out a little. I gotta gotta admit that one kind of was like, oh wow, well, yeah, some things goes, I didn't understand. Goes all the way down to what we believe about salvation, yeah. right? That forgiveness is permanent. It's one and done. Yeah. It's gone as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. See a forgetfulness and all that. Then you read that story, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. 
he forgave his debt and then put him in jail for the same. He didn't, it wasn't a new debt. Yeah. It wasn't new actions thing. other than you just didn't forgive your brother. So your debt's coming back and you're going to pay every cent. And this is how your heavenly father will deal with you. If you do not forgive your brother mm-hmm. is debt against you. And so I think that's so important getting to the pain, everything Vicky just said. And then on top of that, I wipe out your debt. I, I want, I do not want God to punish you or judge you. No judge will say 30 years for you for what you did to me. Be no spiritual judge. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's that they got arrested for what they did to you. And there's this, I want them punished. I want them staying in jail. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure you can have that attitude mm-hmm. wanting them. Mm-hmm. The fact that society did that, that's not your call. It doesn't wipe out the consequences, right. the temporal consequences of the person's actions. Or but, that somebody else places on them. Right. But for for you, you're not the one pressing charges, right? right? In, in a spiritual sense. You may have, and it's 20 years later, yeah. you still yeah. have to go back and say, I, really I ask you to forgive me hmm. for holding him accountable to his debt. And what's fascinating, um, again, I think I have 17, 18 years of actually being an eyewitness of this, and there's two things that I'm thinking about. Number one, if you co- if you know anything about our, our recovery ministry, life recovery ministry, our stats, um, Butte County stats, which are our county, are five years out, and I believe s- seven out of ten, 70 percent, it may be a little lower, a little higher right now, but if they go through our year, seven out of ten will not reoffend. Mm-hmm because they're starting to forgive. And then if they go to school of transformation afterwards, it's like it's, it's like higher. 85% are born again, yeah. they Even go forward. Higher, yeah. and, uh, but the incredible um, benefit package of forgiving at this, at this level is the truth is when you don't forgive, you're still held hostage in their jail. Yeah, That's right. I was gonna so, ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, so you're still, you're still responding to things they still control you. They control you. They control you. Yeah. They control you know your anger, your you know your your trust. There's so many benefits that you're losing holding them in your hatred and your anger and your un- unforgiveness. Yeah. When you release them and and everything Steve and I said, um, it's oftentimes there there's it's 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 a spiritual thing that happens, and it changes the other person that you forgave. There's actually going to be a dialogue with them. Maybe they're better grandparents. Maybe they're better parents because you've released them in the spirit and you forgave them and you forget and you've gotten out of prison. Mm-hmm. And that, that is so you are living so in prison important. if you totally are holding on to someone. And if you've ever said, I will never forget that, give that person, this is for you. Sure. And we're sorry. I mean, some of the things like Steve said that, pe- that fathers and mothers have done to their children is horrendous and it, we hear we've heard almost every story um through recovery terrible addiction stuff. um so it, it's horrible and you cry you're you're, in, you're listening you're crying yep. but i'm it's like it's like i say listen it's like having an abscess tooth it's poisoning you and if mm. you don't you have to pull it out yeah and it's going to hurt but then you're going to feel so much better because it's going to start healing yeah but walking through this pro- process I'm not diminishing it. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough going back in the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will always take you back to that to that moment of trauma. He'll actually remind you of things. You'll have things where you don't know why you respond this way, and the Holy Spirit will just show you something where you have to forgive someone at not quite as deep of a level, but mm-hmm. you still have to forgive them because you, you judge them. Yeah. yeah. So. so many guys, so many people will tell you, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to what my dad did. I don't want to go back to what that man did, yeah. I, you know, what they did to me. 
They say, well, how much do you feel like you're controlled by that event? Yeah. You feel like it affects everything you do? Everything. Everything. And the question is, how lo- much, much longer, longer do you want them to control you? Yeah. Mm. How mu- that evil act they can, did is controlling you. It's horrible. How much longer do you want that to control you? And when they look at it that way, they almost always, oh. Yeah. And that, Taking control. And they quite often surrender, but it's shocking that some won't even surrender then. Mm. And when you look at what Jesus did to me and for, for me and you, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And That's the horrendous right. God Almighty died on the cross. And I mean, what has been done to me is not even a percentage. It's probably not in the Richter scale yeah. for percentages of, of um, deviation or what or hurt. And But yet I want to hold on to my unforgiveness against That's whoever, right. yeah. A, B, or C. And it's like, and freely was given, freely you give. <clears throat> so this has really revolutionized our life. And then the Father's House life, and then Life Recovery Minister's life, and then the School of Transformation. And it just keeps going yep. now, now School right. of Transformation Light are all also mm. learning this. And it's a very revel, in our life was very rev- revelatory. revelatory. Yeah. yeah. So if you're out there and your heart's starting to pound and, you know, okay, you're, you're getting nervous you start about getting this. mad, you're starting to get angry. Um, yeah, you're good at noticing that when yeah. you're talking to somebody. Because I've been in a room with, in, and I've been on the receiving end of this, and Vicky will notice my toes tapping or yeah. my uh, I start yeah. to chew on my fingernails. Yeah, we're getting some. We're right? getting close here. Yeah. 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 And so then she starts. Okay. Well, we'll let's circle back to this. Or, yeah. And it's it's not even always this like huge big one. huge trauma <laughs> things either because oh, I remember no. um, you were telling a story about somebody who in middle school was called something by a group of kids and and you asked them. Are you going to let a bunch of middle school kids be the one that mm-hmm. defined your identity for the they rest of your life? They decide who you are for life? For yeah. the rest of your like life. They're, they're not very, yeah. <laughs> they're not very not smart. Very, yeah, not very really good, reliable source to decide identity. Yeah. And high school, so, is really, high school and middle school. Uh, that's where people like get hurt the so most. so many people, Steve and I have gone through so much inner healing regarding those silly years. Years mm-hmm. and you People. go, but you know, you go to a reunion and you're you're just right back there again. You know, yeah. you're right back to being <laughs> yeah. 14 again and being, you know. So, a lot of people have a lot of things like that. Again, the the signal for you out, out, that's listening to us, if you respond on a level 10 to something that you should have a level one or level two, there's probably a root. Yeah. And a lot of it is not like you know you've been raped or anything, but it's just a guy could people cut you off or, or they shush you. One person flipped out because somebody somebody shushed him Mm. that's actually a a real a lot of people have a hard time with that yeah Mm -hmm. and they just want to kill people they go bananas way over the top i picture the guy in uh, that movie inside out the pixar movie where the the anger and it's all the emotions in the the little girl's head and yeah anger guy he like he turns on fire and just starts breaking that's actually a great inner healing show yeah so jesus said jesus said if you are my disciple if you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. <clears throat> Are you free? It's huh, good. Are you a Christian who doesn't have freedom in their life? Hmm. Are you bound by being shushed? <laughs> someone cuts you off in traffic. Do you go through the roof? Um, someone, uh, some man walks in the room who's a, let's say he's a little bit masculine. Do you go hide in a corner? Are you free? Are you afraid of men? Are you afraid of women? Are you afraid of adults? Are you afraid of children? You know, um, are you free? The truth of Jesus is supposed to set you free. And so if there's area of your life that you're not free, then it's a lie. 
or you're not following the discipleship of Jesus Christ, which is to hear these words of mine and act upon them. To be his disciple is to hear what he teaches and do it. He said to listen to what I'm telling you and do it. This make this is what being his disciple entails. Your your responsibility. So when he says forgive and you shall be forgiven, forgive not and you shall not be forgiven. Judge and you shall be judged. Judge not and you shall not be judged. These are things that really are the litmus test. What can make your life miserable? What can make the Bible not true? What can make it true. like, are you free as a Christian? Hmm. Would, if you say no, then the, and you're a Christian, then the, the Bible's not true. Or, or, which we know the Bible is true. Everybody, I just said, the Bible is true. <laughs> don't take or context. you are not doing what he said. Yeah, or don't and in this is. case, this freedom is almost exclusively and 100% tied to the things we're talking about in this importance of forgiveness. That's how important it is. Yeah. All these things you're bound to. You know, people who bite their fingernails and hate themselves because they can't stop. They pull hair out of their head. I mean, we've, we've seen it all. We've seen a lot anyway. And this lack of freedom, this inability to overcome lust, pornography, all these things. It's almost always goes back to a wound that is unforgiven. That's right. The infliction of it is unforgiven. Mm. Or judgment, right? Yeah. And so freedom is the evidence of your discipleship. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus. The truth is Jesus. You'll know Jesus and Jesus will set you free. So for it to be true, people who are experiencing freedom, I tend to be a very free man now after years and years of dealing with these hurts. And we live a guilt-free Christianity, and that just doesn't seem to be possible. And number three, we claim our Christianity works. It sets us free. It forgives us. We know the truth. We do. We have a. Uh, we really. The truth just comes to us, Jesus. and and it's like it's like rubies and pearls, and we walk in it. And it's one hundred percent based on: Are we doing what he says? Now, I have to admit, I probably have not forgiven perfectly, but my one hundred percent goal to be forgiving, as I have been forgiven, love as I have been loved. Freely it's been given to me, give, so give as it has been given to me. Mm -hmm. My effort makes me very comfortable that he will perfect me. Yeah, you're aiming at that mark. Yeah, you're, you're, perfection. You might not be hitting We're walking it every... that way. Holy as he is holy, perfect as he is perfect. I'm not there, but my effort, my attention to it, to the detail of it, gives me great confidence. And when I look around in my life, I see the great fruit of it. That freedom is born out of my discipleship, hmm. the truth. I think um, one place we're not hitting, and we've hit it, I think, last season, but forgiving yourself. Hmm. Um, there's an epidemic now where in, in Christianity at the Father's house. You know, I don't know if it's around the world, but it, I know for the, the at the Father's house, a lot of people, Christians, hate themselves. No, it's um, epidemic. And you have to even, like I said before about praying to forgive others, you need to pray 
to forgive yourself. And the the voices that go across your windshield, you across your brain about the the the, the names you call yourself, um, you probably need to speak that out. So that for me it would be it would look like this, Vicky. You are such. You're this. You're that. You're you're you know you're you're a loser. You're an idiot. Whatever you know, because those those voices just seem to keep going past our windshield of our brain or our identity. And so it's like the same thing. It's like Vicky, Vicky. You know, but I choose today to give you a gift that you don't deserve because a lot of us make decisions that have caused pain for other people, our kids, our husbands, yeah. our wives, and it's very very difficult to forgive ourselves mm. and we're sinning because if you hate yourself you're not you're, the truth has not set you free so the lord has come to give you life and that abundantly but you're not you're not living in it because satan is controlling your thoughts because you're not forgiving yourself so don't you agree that that self-hatred you have to forgive yourself doesn't mean it's a license to continue sinning heavens no it means that get rid of the poison again out of your identity yeah. So that you can start living free, and and it's like that's not how Jesus looks at you. Hmm. Once you forgive, it's it's, it's a, he says, it's forgiven as far as east is from the west. There is no coming together from east and west. But Satan comes to remind us who we are, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit is way different than the condemnation of Satan. So I think I think self hatred. If you're feeling that, I think there's a lot of people out there that really hate themselves. Yeah, and it's a vicious circle. It's, it's this hideous circle. And I think that if you can start letting the Holy Spirit identify your hate, your anger, your brokenness, your woundedness, mm -hmm. your deep, deep, deep pain, when you forgive somebody and ask to be forgiven, uh, it's easier to like yourself. Oh, yeah. And it's, a, it's, it's definitely what we say around here, further up and farther in. You go in a little ways, mm -hmm. you go up a little ways. And the byproduct of self-hate is that wounds hurt more memories ah, hurt more the byproduct of forgiving others is that you less. start to accept yourself mm. you start to believe in yourself it's good and even like yourself which makes you forgive more which makes you like yeah. yourself more and it's a that one's a beautiful circle and everyone wants to just one and done it wipe the board clean it's empty but really it's a little here a little there and yeah. it's a it's a beautiful circle that you just keep going around and around in because you like yourself a little better, which makes you able to hear more about who hurt you. Let the Holy Spirit show you more. Forgive them. Don't forgive you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you start on the circle and you like yourself a little better. and You start to build a foundation of Jesus Christ and the father's love for you. What is said in the Bible, this is the love of the Father, that he sent Jesus to die on a cross. For this is how we know he loves us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him. All of those things just continue this foundation of the Father's love for you, that he loves you, and he knows you. And you don't love you, and you do know you, and you think you know you, but as you begin to forgive, you know you, and you start liking you, and you start mm -hmm. to come into agreement with the Father's love. You start to come into agreement with loving him back. Now you're giving him a gift. You gave him a, a terrible gift because you hate it, your life. But as you begin to like yourself, and you begin to see yourself changing, and you begin to forgive, and you begin to say, man, I'm do I am really, truly forgiven. I really don't mm -hmm. care for them to be punished for what they did to me. I am so glad not to be punished for what I did. It's enough. Yeah. And you like yourself, and the circle is beautiful. It's bigger. I remember the other that. one is vicious and ugly. I remember that for myself. I, I've 
one time I figured out, people always say, okay, well, remember your identity in Christ. And mm -hmm. that didn't really, uh, I couldn't really figure that out until right. one day somebody explained it to me. He's like, all right, what are you trying to, trying to aim better at? And I said, okay, well, I want to, I want to spend time with the Lord. I want to go to the gym and eat right. And I want to be intentional with my time. Um, and he said, okay, well, tell me a time that doesn't work right. Okay, well, I get home from work and I'm tired. So instead of uh, eating, making myself a nice dinner, I eat something junky. And then I don't feel like going to the gym. So I, instead I go and, and I, I'll sit on my couch and just the, the one bad decision becomes another bad decision. Cream. And I, I eat something yeah. and then I, because I ate that, I don't want to go to the gym. So then I, I stay up too late watching, you know, just binge, binging TV or scrolling on my mm -hmm. phone. Then I'm too tired to wake up the next morning and, and spend again. time with Jesus. And it, it just makes the next day worse and worse mm -hmm. and worse. And he said, identity in, in Christ and knowing you're forgiven is, oh, man, I messed up that decision. I don't need to mess up the next one. No. I don't need to I don't need to punish myself for the next one. No. And that actually was a really good little click for me. Right? Yeah, for me, I, I, I didn't really struggle. Uh, when I got saved in the 70s, I didn't really struggle with, with um, self-hate. Um, I just got it. Like, uh, I, just, I just live... My scripture is Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus are called according to his purpose. I just, I don't know if I, you know, when I, if I cherry picked it back in 1979, but it just became for me, I, I am try, trying to shoot at the, the, um, the bullseye of Jesus Christ. And when I all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but I'm not actively trying to not shoot at yeah, the, you're not aiming in the wrong no, direction. No, but I will get angry and get mad at my husband and my kids or whatever, you know. Um, but I don't stay there, and I am easily forgive myself hmm. for that. Um, but the, the forgiveness is, like I think Steve said it, it's, after, I, in my opinion, after salvation, it's like the number one thing that sets you free because you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And, and Jesus is so clear about the importance of forgiveness. And when we, like I said, when we heard this definition and we started experiencing it, and we could go, we could tell you stories for days how it changed our life when we started forgiving people and ourselves from this 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 level, um, you know, it, it changed everything. Hmm. Our whole our whole church changed, literally, from this message. It's It's so incredibly uh important today for every person to forgive yourself and forgive others like deep deep forgiveness and right? forgiving i mean just a couple doesn't practical mean not things forgetting it doesn't mean you have to forget no. right you don't have no. to wipe no. your memory banks no like if that's someone a good is point. Some, that's, a good that's a great point, point max yeah. men in black where you wipe no, your no. memory no. Yeah, that's someone, a real good point why don't you tell a story about the you know you know go ahead about if some well if someone if someone improperly oh, yeah. go ahead People do. People think, and, and many times that's I've been taught point. that if you haven't forgotten, you haven't forgiven. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that point. is ridiculous. That's stupid. You can't forgive. I don't think you can truly forgive unless you remember. Hmm. And like someone kills your dog, and um, how do you forget that? You know, the, my dog went over into my neighbor's yard the other day and was chasing chickens. And if they shot it, they probably had every right to because it had no business in their in their livestock mm -hmm. pens and everything. But how would you forget that? Yeah. You know, you you. You can't forget that. There's so many things like if they raped you, if they murdered a family yeah, member, how do, you forget how do you forget that? I mean, all these things are real, and this is yeah. the things we're talking about. You got to forgive. Point. Great point. And molested, you know, mm -hmm. just on and on and betrayed, mm -hmm. and so many things. How do you ever forget those things? And remembering them, you have to say, I don't want them punished. 
remembering them, you've got to say, I want to forgive them. I do forgive them. Mm -hmm. I ask you to forgive me for hating them. It's remembering them that's clear that you, you have a chance to forgive because you can feel it. And you could say, in spite of all the pain, I mean, Jesus, Jesus, I don't think Jesus for eternity will forget what they did to him on the cross. And yet he forgave them before he was even done. Yeah. So anyway. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you got to be smart, right? You wouldn't let your, your three-year-old daughter go and be babysat by someone who's yeah, abused. You don't have to so, welcome that person right. back into a relationship. No, you it don't. Doesn't have to no. be exactly the same. Right, the that's child, good too. Guy's oh, convicted of child molestation. He comes and he repents. He says, I'm so sorry. You know, to everybody, he goes, stands in front of the church. I'm so sorry. I, please forgive me. And we all say, we forgive you. We set you free from any punishment for the action you did to those other kids and their parents. You know, that's up to them. Uh, but then now, uh, hey, would you watch my kids? No. Absolutely not. That'd be insane. You'd be, you should have your kids taken away mm -hmm. because you would never ask that person to babysit your kids. Does that mean you didn't forgive them? No. It means you don't want them punished for what they did before, but you. But you don't also want to give them a chance to do it again, mm -hmm. nor cause them to stumble or something yeah. like that. Just because yeah. you forgave them or they asked for forgiveness doesn't mean whatever caused them to do that is, is healed. Yeah. It's not gone away. We're going to keep our kids away from you, and we have forgiven you. We don't want you punished. And there's, we, there's, we want to help you. There's eternal, eternal forgiveness, mm -hmm. and then there's always these temporal... There's consequences, uh, your consequences, actions. Right? Yeah. That, you know, maybe on this side of heaven, they're never going to change, right? That's right. There's some things that, that can't be undone. Um, you know, you commit a crime, you serve. Do the time. The, you do the yeah. time, right? Yeah. That's right. Um, but, and that's just how the world works, and that's how. Yeah, but that you would, don't, you, yeah, you don't have to hold it against them. That that's was right. a great point, and I think we should have probably made that at the beginning, is that we, you, if you think you're going to forget, you're not. I mean, some things you are. Yeah. Some things are trivial and trivial. Mi minim minimum, but not these big mm -hmm. things, these big daddy things where you, where, you know, it's, y yeah, you don't, you, you, you remember those things, yeah, but you right. just don't hold it against them. So if you're out there and you're listening to this show and uh, like we were saying before, you, you had to pull over to the side of the road or you're, <laughs> you're tapping or maybe you look down and your speedometer says 90 oh, instead boy, of 55, um, encourage you to get in touch with mm -hmm. us a really good thing to do would be to check out our school of transformation oh. and our school of transformation light uh, because both of those incorporate this idea of of looking at the roots and uh trying to figure out what sort of things that are right. that what unforgiveness jealousy offense whatever is operating in your life so that you can actually start uh, gaining freedom through jesus so uh, we've got those links in the podcast description, and if you're listening on radio, we've got uh, we've got an ad coming up from our sponsors, School of Transformation. So all that information is on there, and uh, I'm I'm three years into the School of Transformation, and yeah, I'm I can attest that that's the reality for me too. And I didn't have anything, you know. I kind of grew up a normal normal life. But um, still, to me, I need that forgiveness. I need to extend that forgiveness to others to experience freedom myself. Uh, so definitely check that out. And you don't you don't have to, if you have six months, there's a lot of the world that's shut down. And, and come on uh, over. Yeah. If you can get here, we can take you and we yeah, can come on over. help you out. And if you're shut down and you can't get here, we, we've got School of Transformation Light starting um it's starting March 7th. And that's online? Yeah, that's online. You can attend if you're in Orville. You can come Sunday mornings or you can attend via Zoom. we got people from 
probably half the time zones in the world tuning into that thing. So wow, that's awesome. People waking up in the middle of the night in Pakistan to to get some good teaching and, mm-hmm. and good uh, small group time with each other. You got people in Iceland, Canada, and like four different time zones in Canada. So it's definitely worthwhile. Yep. And uh, and if you need help figuring out which of those sort of methods is for you, you can email us at Uncommon Truth Podcast at gmail.com Max can help you we'll uh, we'll show you the right way to go right. thank you guys thank so you. much oh, glad great. to have you back in town. thanks for listening folks and uh, we'll be back next week Amen. importance of forgiveness Amen.